What's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be chatting all about how to not be a prick as a leader. Now, I got to say this. So, like, can, can I just say this? Are you guys ready? Are you down with me for a minute? You guys ready to hang with me for just a second before we get into, like, the, the, the intro and stuff like that? So, like, I threw our intro out there on social media the other day, and I had, like, four or five people come back, and they're like, I don't know if I like the word prick in your podcast. And it's like, well, get over it. I, I don't know what to tell you. Number one, they're like, well, you know, that means other stuff. And I'm like, no, it means like being a prick, like take however you want to make it. Like, I'll tell you what I take by it, but, um, you know, we can go from there another day. But my point is, is like, you can't be afraid to be a little bit diverse. So as we get into this, if the title of this offends you, I am sorry, eh, not really, but I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, let's talk about how to not be a prick as a leader. Cube theme song. We'll be right back. The big question is this, how are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the middle of the pack. Awesome! I'm so glad you guys are still here. I'm glad that the title didn't scare you. If it did scare you, eh, and you're still here, good for you. Way to get outside your comfort zone. If it didn't scare you and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great one, then good. I'm glad you're here as well. So, let's get right into this. We've got some notes down here. Actually, you want to know what my notes say? They say, don't be a prick. That's, that's what it says. So let's talk a little bit about this and let's talk about like where this podcast is stemming from. So I just got done doing this um, training with the state of Colorado and these are people with the Department of Revenue and it's like um, they all feel they have very much a lot of self-importance, self-significance. Their position gives them a lot of significance and it's because they have a lot of authority, self-given authority or whatever you want to call it. I don't care what you call it. But they've got a lot of that, right? And and they have this ability to shut you down or shut you up or with a click of a button, they can do this or they can do that. And it's like, oh my gosh, you guys are freaking idiots. But my my point is, is like I was sitting here and I was sitting here this through this this class with them, right? And and I couldn't believe how much pompous, arrogant, authoritative prickishness was in the room. Not only between them, okay, but between the other people who were in positions of power in their community. So it, it was like unreal, unreal what I noticed watching in the beginning and the way these people carried themselves. And, and like, I don't mean this in a bad way, okay? Uh, it, well, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. But, but like, there's a lot of people who carry themselves really well. But these people were all like really overweight. So they have big old bellies, like all, all guys except for one. And, and there was maybe like two people in there who were somewhat in shape out of the entire, out of the entire group of us. And, and I don't even consider myself somewhat in shape. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't have like this giant belly anymore, but like, I don't consider myself somewhat in shape. So it's so like two people who were look like thinner than I do. Right. And, and I'm not like thin. Okay. So my point here is, is like they're sitting there and they got their middle belly sticking out 
and they got their back arched and their shoulders are up, you know, and they're sitting there and they're just, here's what we're going to do. And they got their badges on and this gaudy crap they got going on and they're playing with it. And it's like, here's my badge. Here's my other badge. I'm this big, important guy. Right. And, and it's kind of funny because they were like, um, the head honcho of the program got up and he started talking a little bit and, and I'm like not naming names or anything like that. Guy I've dealt with forever. Nice guy. Have great conversations with him, but you can tell that he's very arrogant, very prickish. Um, he, he comes in there and he starts talking and he goes, well, la, 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 blah, 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 blah. And somebody asks you a question and he's like, well, that was my idea. That's why we're doing it this way. You got a problem with that? And it's like, Whoa, dude, like it was a question, number one. And it wasn't to me, it was to somebody else. I actually felt really bad for this guy, but it's just like nobody's gonna ask you questions if you're gonna be like that. Like you're being a prick. You just totally like just went boom, here's what's gonna happen, here's how we're doing it, and you don't have a freaking choice. I don't care what you think, you're minuscule little peon. I'm the boss. Right? And so as we talk about this, like part of part of what what I want to cover in this is like not being a not being an authoritative prick, okay, is is that there's a million different ways to handle those situations. And we're all going to be thrust into those situations at some point in our leadership careers, okay? Because this, this, this podcast is all about leading from the middle of the pack. It's about how to be a leader and not having to be in front of being a prick or driving people with a whip and and making command decisions, but not actually like, being a prick about those decisions when you make them. Okay. And that's what I really want you guys to understand whenever we, whenever we're covering this kind of stuff is like, I've been there before. I've been a prick and you know what I got? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Whenever I was a prick, I would, I would go out to like, okay, so, so here's a story on me. So I just told you a story on somebody else. Let me tell you a story on me. Okay. So I remember this one time I went to this job site and I was down there in this division and I just checked this truck out. Like I was the DOT. I was the DOT manager. I just got this new position and I could shut trucks down and not let things happen. And oh, I, I kind of wanted to go to my head a little bit. Right. And, and I have to laugh. I went down to this area. It was East Texas. The guy down there, he, he was a prick. He wasn't super great. He was doing his own thing, running his own rodeo, whatever. And like, as a boss, I, I kind of want that. Like as a business owner, I want somebody that's going to take ownership in their area. But I also want them to do it right. I want them to be able to make money and do it right and, and stuff like that. Anyways, so I get down there and um and I check out this truck and it's not ready to go out. And the driver doesn't have the right license to operate the truck. And I'm inside talking to this. I told the guys, I was like, hey, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. I got to go talk to the area manager. So I'm inside talking to the area manager and he shoots him a text and they drive off while I'm in his office. And I'm like, what are you doing? You can't, you can't do that. Like you can't tell them to leave. Like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I didn't tell him to leave. And I said, who'd you just text? Oh, the driver. And what'd you tell him? Get to the job site. You just told him to leave. Like you just took personal liability for this. And I kind of blew my top. Right. And, and I was like, get that truck back here now. And I started being all authoritative and prickish and blah, 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 blah. And you know what I found out? I pretty soon I get this call from the president of the company. He's like, hey, what are you doing down there? I'm like, they just sent a guy out without the right license in the truck. Like, you're at a huge amount of liability. You hired me to fix this. And he's like, well, just let it go this time, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, whatever. And, and I lost a lot of respect for him because of that at the time, okay? And then I got back to the office, back to the corporate office, and I got called into his office after I got back. And he's like, 
So here's this book. It was how to win friends and influence people. He's like, you need to buy this book and you need to read this book. And I said, okay, I can do that. I'll do that for you. What are you going to do to defend me next time I'm down there? Like I got all prickish right with him and he, and I, I didn't was being an idiot is what I was doing. Like I thought I was protecting the company, but really the guy who writes the checks is the guy who you're trying to appease and the guy who you're trying to make look good. And the guy who you're working with, right? The guy or gal. Um, and I think that a lot of us lose track of that. But my point is, I've lost track of it a million times. My point here is, is like I was being a prick. And that's where How to Win Friends and Influence People comes from. The book by Dale Carnegie is like, you can't be a prick. You have to make them think it's their idea. And so after I read the book, he sent me back to East Texas. <laughs> I had smoothed the waters over. He'd smoothed the waters over. We had had lots of conversations, the president and I. And when I went back to East Texas, same situation was going on. Okay, but this time I handled it completely differently. So I, I didn't try to be a prick. I didn't try to be authoritative. I didn't try to do anything like that. I walked in and I was talking to the drivers outside and I said, man, um, what's your name? And then the guy was, you know, in this pickup pulling a gooseneck trailer. You wouldn't think it requires a CDL, but it does. And I was like, hey, what's your name? And the guy told me his name. I, I was like, man, I don't remember you um, having a CDL. Do you have a CDL? And the guy goes, no, I don't. And I said, oh, well, do you realize you're supposed to have a CDL to drive this truck? And he's like, no, I had no idea. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's really stupid. Like, it's not my rules. It's not the company rules. It's federal rules. And if you get caught driving this truck without a CDL, then like you get in a lot of trouble. Not only that, like the company, you get in a lot of trouble. And like, if you get in an accident and somebody dies, like you can go to prison. And the guy's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like I can go to prison. And I was like, yeah, you can go to prison. And, and like, I, I made it his idea not to drive that truck. So instead of saying, hey, don't move this truck. Wait till I get back. The guy's thinking he's in trouble, right? Instead of doing that, instead of being an authoritative prick, right? I, I educated him on some of his risk that he was taking if he took the truck out on his own, right? Then I went in, had a conversation with the area manager again. And this time I wasn't a prick. This time I was super nice. I was like, hey, do you realize how much risk you're putting yourself in by sending somebody out on the road without a CDL in a truck that should have a CDL? And the guy's like, well, I know there's risk involved. Blah, blah, blah. And he was still really cocky and prickish. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that, that like everything's smoothed over in a couple months because nothing ever smooths over a couple months, especially when you're a prick. It takes a long time for it to, to smooth itself out. But anyways, um, my point is, is like I had, a, I had a great conversation with him. And at the end of it, you know, he brought the guy in and we started chatting with him a little bit and we were like, hey, here's, you know, here's the deal. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to fix it. And we ended up bringing the guy to Colorado. He got his permit. We brought him to Colorado. We got him a CDL. Boom. He was done. A couple of weeks later, he was 100% finished. He was qualified to drive that truck and it was no big deal. Then the dude was a better asset. He felt better. He's like, oh, this is so much better now. I have a better qualification. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, and it's so great. And the manager was like, oh, this was such an easy process. Like it cost me a little bit of money to get all this done, but like it was such an easier process than what I thought it was going to be. Thank you for finding me a solution. And in the end, we actually had a great relationship. I will say that I actually still talk to this guy, even though I don't love him, but you know what I mean? Like, because I chose not to be a prick the second time and take some of the, some of the stuff that I learned from how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie, that my the president of the company and one of my mentors gave to me, it allowed me to diffuse a situation and make it better and save the company and the driver and the area manager a ton of risk, a ton of liability, a ton of everything. And so if we if we back back up, 
right, to this to these state guys, to these Department of Revenue guys who are almighty and powerful. We can shut you down with the stroke of a mouse. You won't be able to do this ever again. <sighs> right? And that's the attitude they have and the mentality they have. If they change their mentality of, hey, we're here to help. We're here to actually make your life easy and actually proved that they were there to make your life easy instead of just saying, oh, yeah, we're on your side. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, till we come get you and we stab this knife in your back and twist it around because we can. Right? They've got to get rid of that mentality and they've got to change the mentality of, hey, we're here to help. We're here to make life easy. Here's the keys. I'm unarmed. Here's the keys to the car. Take the car. It's going to make your life easier to get from point A to point B if you do this. Empathy. Not sympathy. Empathy. You empathize with people. That's how you're not authoritative. And now, like, my big question with this is, so I told you a couple short stories on this. Like, I told you a couple ways of how I've dealt with this. I, I want you to think about, like, a couple ways that you've dealt with it when somebody's been a prick to you. Like, what happens when somebody's a prick to you? Think, think about this. Like, let's, let's say that you're speeding at some point in our lives, except for my dad. We've probably all sped. He's like the only guy I know that always drives a speed limit or under the speed limit, like no matter what. I think I've seen him speed like once in his life, and that's because he was following somebody else that was doing five over the speed limit. It was like driving him nuts. He was so afraid to lose him because he didn't know where he was going. This was before GPS. It was before anything else. Um, and he like, they were wanting to do like 10 over, and he's like, oh, and so he started doing five over on the drive, and that's where he ended up. But anyways, my point is, is like, Let's take speeding for an example. Let's say that you're speeding. Let's say you're going five over the speed limit and you get pulled over and the cop comes up and he goes, hey, you know why I pulled you over? And you're like, no. He's intimidates you, right? He intimidates you. That's his point. He's coming across as a prick to intimidate you. Whether he knows it or not, he's, he's being a prick when he talks to you that way. Same thing like when you talk to your kids or your coworkers or... Um, as a leader, anybody who might be leading you, or if you're in your church, to the people in the church, right? Whatever, it doesn't matter. If, if somebody's looking at you and you treat them bad, if if you are prick to them, they're not going to treat you with respect either, right? Like, you got to treat people with respect. Anyways, let's say, let's go back to this thing. Cop pulls you over, he comes over, hey, when do I pull you over? You're going to be like, ah, and you're probably not going to answer him. But the cop comes up and he goes, hey, I caught you doing like five over back there. What's the rush? How how come you're speeding? Like, give me a good excuse. Let me let you go. Give me a good excuse why you're speeding, right? Tell me why. Is there is there an important reason? Are you in a hurry? Are you not paying attention? Like, what's going on? I speed. It's not a big deal, right? Like, that's that's kind of what he's saying whenever he says that. He's like, he's like, yeah, I understand. Accidents happen. Why did this accident happen? Do you know? Do you see the difference? What kind of reaction are you going to get to that one? You're going to be like, oh, well, yeah, I probably just wasn't paying attention. Or, oh, man, I'm so late for work. Or depending on the type of person you get, somebody's going to make a million excuses, right? And then you're going to get the people that's like, yeah, I just wasn't looking. Or, yeah, I knew I was speeding. I'm just trying to get there quicker. You know, this road is so slow anyways. Why is the speed limit on this road? 45. It should be 90. But my point is, right, 90 is excessive. I get it. But you guys get what I'm coming from. Um. When you're in a leadership position, when you're dealing with somebody, if you come across extremely authoritative, is it going to help you? Is it going to get you what you want as a leader? Is it going to get you, is it going to allow them to buy into you and your ideals and your way of thinking? Probably not. 
right? Probably not. It's probably going to do the exact opposite. If you're trying to allow it, right? If you're trying to get somebody on your side, if you're trying to get somebody to do something, are you going to be able to force them into doing it by being a prick? Maybe, maybe, but what's going to happen when you're not there? Think about that. If you're a prick, what's going to happen when you're not there? You know what's going to happen? Nothing. They are going to do nothing. They're not going to do what you want them to do. They're not going to go above and beyond. Right? Now, some people you have to be pricks with. Some people will screw you. They will step on you. They will walk on you. They will take advantage of you. And those are the people you don't need in your life. Fire them. Get rid of them. Get them out of there. I've had people that have walked on me before, and you know what I do? I get rid of them. They're not in my life. I don't need them around me. I don't need them in my personal life. I don't need them in my business life. If I've got somebody that ever lies to me, they're gone. Boom. That's one of my pet peeves. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me about anything. You say, oh, yeah, uh, we got done early today. Liar. You were never out here. Oh, we just finished up five minutes ago. Liar. You weren't. You're done. You're fired. Don't ever lie to me again. I'm done. I don't deal with you. I don't need you in my life. I don't need you around. You lied to me. You're gone. That's when it's okay to be an authoritative prick. Don't allow people, and you're not being authoritative. You're not even really being a prick. You're putting your shield up and protecting yourself. Like, there's a difference between that and being a prick. A prick is like, so, uh, why'd you not show up to work today? Blah, 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 blah. And like yelling at somebody, ripping them, right? That would be being a prick. Being not a prick would be like, hey, what time did you guys get finished today? And then they tell you, oh, 12.30? Oh, yeah? Oh, that's fine. I was out here at 10 and you weren't on the, you weren't, you weren't at the site. You weren't doing your stuff. Like, you weren't at the office. You want to try again? Well, uh, we just thought that since, oh, you're paid by the hour and you think you can get a free day off and tell me you're not paid for it. You want me to trust you and work with that? Yeah, no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Be honest, right? That's for a whole nother podcast though. We can totally talk about being honest at some other point because that's for something else, but you're still not being a prick whenever you deal with a situation like that. You're not being a prick when you call somebody out whenever they've done something wrong. You're not being a prick. When you say, hey, why'd you lie to me? You're not being a prick when you hold people accountable. That's not being a prick. That's being a good leader. How you hold them accountable is different. If you come out and you try to find a problem, that's being a prick. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you guys get where this is coming from? Do you see this? Like, if you go around looking for problems, you're going to be seen as a prick. You are. That's it. But if you don't actually go look for problems, but they find you, and you address those problems without being prickish. If you address them with empathy, hey, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. Hey, tell me, tell me, tell me more. Tell me why. Tell me, give me, give me some more information, right? It's going to be considerably better. Okay. So that's the big thing that I want to cover here is like, you have the, you have the ability, no matter where you're at, to be a prick or to not be a prick. Like you have the ability to yell or to ask questions, to be empathetic or to be idiotic, right? You can lose your temper. You can be hot headed, but is it actually going to get you what you want? Never in my life has losing my temper got me what my, what I wanted. Can't even talk today. Never in my life has losing my temper got me what I wanted. Never. And so I like, I want you to think about that. When you're a prick, when you lose your temper, do you get what you want? 
The answer to that is no, not even close, not even a little bit. It's actually the exact opposite. You get the opposite of what you want whenever you're that way. People may say, oh, yep, 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 to your face, but then behind your back they go, oh, jeez, what a, what a bad guy. He's so mean. I can't even, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, but you, you, get, you get what I'm saying here, right? So you've got to make the decision of how you're going to deal with someone as a leader. Are you going to be empathetic? Are you going to ask those questions? Are you going to show up and lose your temper? Are you going to be a prick? Are you going to be authoritative? Are you going to throw your chest back and your arms out and say, hey, you know why I pulled you over? Or are you going to be like, hey, what's going on? Tell me. Give me the truth. What are people going to respond to better? They're going to respond to the empathetic. Not sympathetic. Don't sympathize with them. You're going to be stuck with whatever you tolerate. Whatever you tolerate, like you get what you get. Because if you tolerate it, it's not my fault. I tolerate way too much crap. I still tolerate way too much crap a lot of times. But if you tolerate it, you're 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 bringing it all on yourself, okay? Dude, check this out. I think it's right here. That lock from Unlock the Secrets, I just noticed it's reflecting off my glass board. That is so wicked cool. If you're not watching this video, you should totally be checking this video out. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up there because we're 20 minutes into this. It's super awesome. I've enjoyed this. I know that we've probably circled around a lot. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, awesome. Share it. We would love to grow it. And I'm going to tell you, if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, you should probably do it. Think about starting your own vlog, whatever. You should probably do that if you want to start growing your brand. Figure out your brand. Figure out what you want to talk about and then get better. If you've noticed these podcasts, vlogs, whatever you want to call them, have gotten considerably better as we move forward. Most of them. I listened to one the other day and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I like that. I was like, man, what's this podcast? I was all listening to it. It's my voice. And I was like, oh, hey, I know this one. <laughs> Anyways. My, my point is, is like, if you've enjoyed this, share it. If you haven't, what the heck are you still doing here? Don't waste your time. If I scared you off with a title and you came back in and listened to the end to see if this is any good, you missed a great podcast. We talked all about everything and how to like be a great leader without being a prick. Um, told you a couple of really great fun stuff in there. So if you missed it, I'm sorry. If you didn't, well, you have to hear it. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Chat with you soon. Have a great day. And uh, you know, don't forget, like, stay safe. Upside down when you're driving. All right, later.